Welcome to Mind Milk Theory. It's an art podcast, and I'm your host, sometimes contemporary artist, Jim Lockie. When tasked with writing a tongue-in-cheek manifesto on the anniversary of futurism, the poet Charles Bernstein included this line. The artwork itself does not exist, only an incommensurable set of circumstances from which it emerges and into which it vanishes. I not only think that sounds good, but it's also true. It speaks primarily to how artworks, paintings, novels, etc. are a snapshot in the flight of cultural conversation and circumstance. Artworks are also a snapshot in the flight of an artist's thoughts. Everything in the ocean of the artist's mind coalesces for a moment in a facet of her attention to become fixed, to become the artwork. As viewers, and as artists, we sometimes imagine our work to be completely singular and complete. It helps the myth of artistic genius to imagine our works as arriving fully formed. But they don't. They emerge, they evolve, they grow like mould in our heads. That incommensurable set of circumstances that birthed a finished piece is by nature ephemeral and transitory. But glimpses of it of what is captured in a sketchbook, a record of the thought as it grew. I want to talk about the sketchbook today, to examine how they are used by real practicing artists in the real world. I know what my teachers said to me about keeping a sketchbook, but I suspect that the reality of sketchbook use is quite different. After all, no examiner will be reviewing and marking our sketchbooks once we're professionals. I wonder how artist Kate Knight felt about the way we were taught to keep sketchbooks when we were young. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was marked down. (laughs) When I first started art, when I was, what, 19? Teacher bloody marked me down because the way I tell it, right, (laughs) this is just how my mind works. If I tell a story, I'll sometimes start in the middle I, my, the linearity to me is not, it is, you can tell, I think, already I'm all over the place when I'm telling the story. So I can sometimes start in the middle with a story. That's right, listener. It's not just me on this episode. To help explore the way that we use sketchbooks or the way that artists use sketchbooks in their work, I went to speak to some real life artists. I went to visit Kate Knight in her studio. Oh, sorry, Kate you were saying and then someone will say but what Kate what happened in the beginning and I was like oh yeah so this is what happened in the beginning and my sketchbooks are exactly the same I don't want one page at a time there's no there's no timeline and I think in some ways because they're like diary they can be like a diary and the thought process could be quite chronologically ordered when you're looking back on a sketchbook because you often do don't you like and if you if you're clearing stuff out you see your old sketchbook from years ago, it's probably quite productive to have that progress in an orderly fashion <laughs> to see where you've come from to where you are. And I just don't do that. I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm slightly dyslexic that I do that. So like, it's just all over the place. It's the only time that I'm actually really loose. Like these sketches, these are as loose and as sort of flippant as, as I get. Like I'm trying to show you, but they're all over the place. Is there anything that you do in your sketchbooks that you would not recommend to other people? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I probably would recommend trying to stick to one sketchbook. 
Um, I because I think again it might be to do with monetary because like I'll buy I'll buy I've got these are not all my sketchbooks. Yeah. I've got more sketchbooks. I empathise with that sentiment. I'm always starting new sketchbooks or gathering scraps of loose paper onto which I manage to capture some lithe line that I hope to preserve. My sketchbooks are scrappy and muddled. They're not the kinds of sketchbook you might want to show anyone else. My sketchbooks are the making of the sausage. Useful to me in exploring my ideas, but I keep their contents to myself. It feels private. To share my sketchbook would feel like a dissection. What do you think, Kate? Like, there's an artist called um, Robin Mason who recently... He's, he's head of Fine Art City and Guilds. He recently showed um, one of, like, his sketchbooks. They're, like, knockout. Like, I'm embarrassed <laughs> by my... I'm not embarrassed by my sketches, but I'm embarrassed yeah. by my sketchbooks. It's, like, kind of, like, showing your underwear in a way, isn't it? It's like your lingerie, like, closet. <laughs> well, not closet. I haven't got a closet of lingerie. <laughs> I've got a drawer. But, um, you know, they're intimate things. Yeah. So, like... I don't know if it's what it says about me, but um, I do think they are portraits of your inner psyche. I had imagined this feeling would be universal, but illustrator and street artist Greg Stobbs, a.k.a. Squirrel, sees a social function in keeping a sketchbook both to hand and open to others. He spoke to me about it over Zoom. When I was doing more street art stuff, which I'm doing, still doing, not as much as I was before, I used to use sketchbooks for everything, so I, that would they'd get covered in spray paint. I'd be sketching as I was on the train on the way up to London, whatever city, all quite rough stuff, really, just as it came into the head. And then stand in front of the wall, draw again, uh, draw with my mates when we, they would be drawing, we'd be drawing. Everybody would go to the pub. You'd draw like literally everything happened in a sketchbook. There's an idea about. Uh, graffiti, street artists, whatever, everyone's like super cool. Um, but that's not true. <laughs> Turns out everyone is just a massive drawing nerd. Um, and that's all they do. All we ever did was draw. All, I mean, we'd have a conversation while we're doing it and we'd probably drink and all those sorts of things. But from the minute we'd get to the wall, we'd be drawing, then painting on the wall. Then we finished painting on the wall, pack everything up go to the pub, sit in the pub, pass a sketchbook around, and we'd all draw in the sketchbook. You know, people would come along and want you to draw in their sketchbooks. So you're painting a wall and everyone like brings their sketchbook so that you can do a page. It's almost like a sort of signature sort of thing. Because we're awkward, awkward fuckers, probably, we don't know how to talk to people unless we like, we're doing what we like doing. The, so maybe the, well, maybe that's just me. It's a, the conversation without something in between it is sometimes a little bit awkward. And if you're drawing at the same time as talking about whatever you're doing, then sometimes that stops the, the, the intensity of it, makes it more of a kind of relaxed situation. I much prefer talking to people when I'm painting at a wall or if I'm at an event and I'm out doing live painting that's if I'm working, then great. But if I turn around and I stop drawing and I start talking to someone, I get a little bit kind of anxious, I guess. I think the thing is, sketchbooks are like a 
super useful tool, not just for learning to draw better and be better at what you do, but as a kind of life raft or like a life belt or something like that. Something that is essential. You have to have it at all times. I mean, my sketchbook is, or sketchbooks over time, have been linked not just to my drawing, but to life in general. So for example, um, with my parents used to, who were both illustrators who used to think that drawing was very important, not just in sketchbooks, on walls, on whatever there was. They had a friend called Harumi, Japanese lady who was amazing. She used to work um, as a, on, on a massive loom making incredible textile things. Her husband, Roger, was a, another artist. But she said to me once when I was really quite little, she really liked my like goofy drawings when I was a kid, lots of dragons and weirdness. And, you know, it all seemed a bit spun out. But she loved it. Not everybody did. She really liked it. She was a big fan. Um, but she said to me one day, if you ever want to meet your wife, take your sketchbook out with you. And, I, and it felt like a kind of kung fu movie kind of vibe. It felt like a kind of lesson from, from grandmaster sort of thing. Um, and so I did. I took out my sketchbook. I made a point of taking it out when I was going out, not when nothing to do with work, just I'd have it with me just in case I had a thought or something I wanted to draw or whatever. And the reason that I am with my wife is because of the sketchbook also. So because she had this, Harumi had said this, I then took the sketchbook out with me, went to the pub. We got to, she basically wrote in my sketchbook while I was in the loo, a telephone number and, and holler, which I thought was her name, but actually just means call, that turns out. Uh, but but essentially, without the sketchbook, that doesn't happen because I can't talk to people. <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was essential to break the bar barrier and allow it to become what it did. To have something that somebody could write something in or draw something in or whatever. Because not only that, previous to that, my goofy mate who worked behind the bar opened up my sketchbook and wrote in big childlike writing, my mate fancies you. And it's like, again, that conversation doesn't necessarily get had unless the, the, the thing that you make the marks in is there with you. And I, I think that's probably for me is the most important thing about a sketchbook. It's not about just drawing. It's about thinking and it having a kind of, a really massive, if you were like, like Batman and you needed a utility belt, you know, the sketchbook is pretty much the first, you know, pencil, you're an illustrator, a street artist or whatever. For me, the utility belt, pencil, sketchbook are the most important tools. I've gone digital now, but in, in reality, if I was put on a desert island or whatever, and I was only allowed to take 
certain items that meant that I could draw, the sketchbook and the pencil would be the thing. Wow, I was not prepared for that. What an amazing way to think about the sketchbook. You know, when I started putting this thing together and asking artists about their sketchbook practice, I kind of imagined that I knew what people would say, but I was not expecting that at all. And it's such a beautiful way to think about the sketchbook, not just as a tool to kind of get into your own mind and dig out your ideas, but as a tool to get out to the world and communicate through the pages themselves. I think that's something really um, beautiful and that yeah, I feel challenged by that to maybe think about how I use my sketchbook when I'm out and about. I wasn't expecting there to be such a huge difference between the way Greg and I use our sketchbooks. However, we did find common ground when it comes to the way we treat our sketchbooks once they're done and they're filled. I asked Greg if he keeps his old sketchbooks. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's purely for sentimentality, I think, probably, uh, and kind of being able to look back at yourself. It's like a diary, really, and be able to say, oh, look at what kind of rubbish I was drawing 15 years ago or whatever. Um, and it's good in some respects to be able to kind of see your progression and see what you're capable of and maybe bring some of the things back that you had got had lost over time. Well, I don't who's got time, you know, to spend that much time looking backwards when really you need to kind of try and make sure the stuff you're doing now is really cool and whatever it is you do down the line is going to be affected by what you drew anyway. You don't have to look at it to be affected by it. It's there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get in trouble. I, I threw loads in a, in, a, in a skip a few years ago, like, a, like I don't know, like a, that, that wide amount of them like do, 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 a lot of them and, uh, and nikki but my wife was just like what are you doing why are you throwing them all away and it was just a, it was really kind of cathartic it was just like i don't need them i that you know that came out you know you don't keep all your poos it's the <laughs> You know, I've squeezed out those drawings and now they are done. They, they can go around. I absolutely relate to this treatment of old sketchbooks. I've kept maybe one or two that were connected to very specific memories and projects. Uh, certainly if the, if the sketchbook itself was a project, then it's been kept. But otherwise, I'm happy to let them go. It's as if once the idea is out, then the sketchbook is kind of a just a husk it was the leftover ingredients when you're cooking the meal you know it's like it's the bit on the inside of the bell pepper that you throw away uh, and I'm perfectly happy to let go of old sketchbooks but um, I think Kate felt a bit differently about it when I asked her so do you keep your old sketchbooks yeah absolutely yeah that's interesting. Yeah. Very do you do you not? Um, I've kept some. So what do you do with them? Just do you burn them in some ritual? <laughs> I was talking about this with with Greg. Is uh, yeah. we both ended up at a, a similar kind of place of um, once it's 
out and it's done, there's something cathartic in in moving on to it, moving on, moving on to the next. Right. Thing. Okay. But I don't know whether, to be honest, if my sketchbooks look nice, looks nicer than I might have, might keep them. <laughs> yeah, I've literally never thrown out a sketchbook. Yeah. I think, I think if I ever threw out a sketchbook, that would probably be the point where art's probably broken my heart. And I say that because when I gave up dance, I threw out literally everything. And I so regret that massively. But like, I'm, I don't think I'll ever get that with art. I'm always going to be in love with it. <laughs> but like, so did you just throw them in the bin? That's why I just like... Uh, not in a, yeah, not in any kind of ceremonial way. No, but just, just like, like... Okay, I don't need to keep that. Meh. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's it's that actually like it hurts. It hurts me a bit that you do that because you know it'll be it'll be three sketchbooks that are filled a third of the way rather than right because they'll just I I have I have a similar thing of I just use whatever's nearest yeah yeah this is it it can be a napkin it can be yeah I don't stick to one thing and I've I have changed that recently. Yeah. And had to find a way to do that, which was because I never, I I was really bad at carrying a sketchbook with me. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, if I'm, I'm just going to get a smaller one that I can fit in my pocket and then I'll have it with me all the time. Yeah. And since then, actually, it's, do do that? They get filled. That's disciplined. That's really disciplined. But it did need to be. I did need to kind of like uh, come to myself and instruct myself to do better. (laughs) 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 Must try harder. I mean, I think when I first started out, um, I had some really good teachers who genuinely taught, because it was higher education. Mm. It wasn't at school. I didn't do art school really. Um, So they genuinely taught me how to do things properly. You know, and I literally was obsessed with a sketchbook because I'd take the train in. I think that's the other thing. I think that time where you're still, you know, is a really good time to sketch. So on the journey into college, I'd be sitting there sketching. Usually some poor bugger on the train who's just trying to mind their own business and keep having to look up and down because they caught me, you know. And, I, and I, that's the last time I filled sketchbooks. Yeah. But it was that intense period of just when you're learning how to draw and then I wanted to be able to draw a certain way but I couldn't quite achieve it like I'd see someone else's drawing and I'd be like oh, I want to draw like that but I don't think you can you can I think you can be inspired by someone else's drawing but I think ultimately you've got to draw like how you draw because I think it, you've got to draw out <laughs> this is really bad you've got to draw out your personality onto those pages like you can't just try and attempt to draw like someone else because then you're not really saying anything about your personality, your environment, your maybe it's your age group. I don't know if that can be your gender. I mean, there they do. There is that discussion, isn't there, whether gender can be uh, an aesthetic in an artwork. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, it's you. It's part of you. Like, you know, I've drawn, I got a bit obsessed with uh, drawing Donna Kebabs because, like, you know, I'm a Folkestone girl and I've grown up here and there's a lot of kebab houses, or there were. 
back in the day. <laughs> and my mum owned a kebab shop when she first moved here. So it's kind of, that's, yeah. that's a historical kind of, that's a, a, a reference to my upbringing, my environment, a, my class. So, yeah, drawing. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful way to end this episode. I love that thought of using a sketchbook as a way of exploring your voice and your identity and kind of finding your own authentic way of expressing yourself, which you can then take into your works. It's going to make your work more confident. It's going to make it stronger because it's not imitating anyone else because you have a foundation, not just of drawing, not just of you know technical aspects but of your identity in that work i think that's a really lovely and true idea i want to thank both kate and greg for talking to me and sharing how they use sketchbooks in their practice both of them took time out of their days uh, to chat to me and I really appreciate it there's information about both of them in the description of this podcast and if you do nothing else after listening to this just go and do yourself a favor and look at their work because you know that's the reason we're talking to them because they're amazing artists uh, we're not done with this topic either there's a lot more of from these conversations that I would like to uh, show you we've just run out of time today and also I've had some other conversations with other artists and with people from different disciplines who use notebooks in different ways or perhaps some of the same ways and we're going to explore more about this whole sketchbook topic in future episodes so I hope that you enjoyed it uh, subscribe if you did for more of this kind of stuff my name's Jim and the music on the beginning of this episode is by Prod Riddiman. You can find him on the internet. Okay, I love you. Be safe, be compassionate and all that sort of thing. I'll see you next time. Bye. It's a different language, I guess. It's a language made of pages. <laughs>